WABC Debate Heavyweight Slugfest. Oh, there's the music. Gotta love that. Which leads us into the bombastic battle that we are prepared to engage in. Yours truly, Curtis Sliwa, founder and leader of the Guardian Angels, just ran for mayor of the city of New York and lost, and opposite. By the way, this is my high school football team's theme song, Welcome to the Jungle. It was painted on the wall of our field, just... Center Reach High School, Class 89, baby. Oh, and your favorite, not actual, <laughs> Slash, right? Oh, slash. Loved them, loved them all back then. Loved them all. But anyway, it is Chris Hahn. You see him constantly on the Fox News channel. He's like lens lights there all over the United States. So let's get it on, Chris. Because let's get it on. The president yes. of the United States left everybody in limbo. When doing his close to two-hour press conference. By the way, it reminded me of, uh, like, your radio career. Just went on and on and on and on. Sometimes rambling, sometimes poignant. It was, I was like, is this, has he been listening to the Curtis and Chris show? Because I do, you know, I send, sometimes I'll send, Ron Klain is a friend of mine, the White House Chief of Staff. I'll sometimes send them some audio of us. Uh, I was like, oh, this is like Curtis when he does overnights. Well, later on in the show, we got to talk about how uh, Eric Adams, our embattled mayor with all the uh, gun crime here and other mayors across the country in similar circumstances, are now blaming the federal government for their problems. Well, they're blaming the federal gun laws for their problems. Yeah, but meantime, a.k.a. Uh, Joe Biden, Department of Justice. The lack of of ability to stop guns from being transported across state lines. New York can have the strictest gun laws in the world. Chicago could have the strictest gun laws in the world. But, you know, if you could just go to Indiana. Well, we'll we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that. But meantime, uh, Joe Biden, our president, did say that he would assist Ukrainian authorities uh, by transporting weapons that they desperately need because it appears that at any moment uh, Vladimir Putin and the Russians are going to turn the Ukrainian troops into speed bumps. I mean, we, we have our own. Uh, delegation being told in Kiev, clear out unless you're uh, essential personnel. It, by the way, it's Kiev. Kiev. One of the things that we've had to learn in the last couple no, of it, years it, is it, how to actually say the names of places. It's always Kiev to me. Well, you know, I, I guess your risk day is playing Who the hell is going to know what Kiev I, is? Look, man, it took, me like a, it, it took me a minute to figure out what they were talking about, too. But it's Kiev, not Kiev. In that circumstance, the Brits have come out and said, oh, yeah, they already have a puppet they're going to put into office to replace the president of the Ukraine, the king of all comedy. And they're getting it on. And and once again, the Brits, just like uh, President Joe Biden said, and they will regret doing this. It's sort of like if you already know it's a fait accompli, Mm. if all your intel tells you that the troops and the tanks are moving in. And you, you keep threatening them. Why not impose something I, now? I I agree with the president of Ukraine, the king of comedy, as you call him. Uh, yeah, I think they need to impose the sanctions now. Uh, what are we waiting for? I, I I get that they haven't really done anything yet, but the menacing that they're doing right now, causing all of this turmoil in, in Ukraine and, and other places in the world, uh, enough's enough with this man. Let's sanction the hell out of him, and let's use our cyber unit to turn off his oil fields for well, a while. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely done pandering 
to this overblown gas station uh, in Eastern Europe, which we call wait, Russia. Wait, wait, wait. That's what they are. They basically, they're basically a hyped up gas. Excuse station. me. He owns the Luke Oil gas stations in the United States. You do realize yeah, that so every what? time somebody <laughs> is filling up at a gas station, Luke Oil is going right into, right into the into pockets pocket. of Vladimir Putin. It's a kleptocracy. By the way, one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. If you want to be part of the national conversation with Chris Hahn and Curtis Lee with today, uh, we got a lot. To, there's a lot going on. I mean, this this Ukraine thing is scary. Well, I don't think I, it's scary. I, I think ultimately, I'll though, tell you, I, I'll tell you, you tell me why. Tell me. Uh, there, there are two things he might do here. He may right. decide I'm taking all of the Ukraine because it used to be part of the old Soviet yeah. uh, empire. Or he may just use this as an excuse to go in and take the predominantly Russian-speaking provinces that are already having civil conflict. Remember, his ju- his concept of taking the Crimea was they voted for us to come in. Remember, they had a clever I, I recall. And they're Russian-speaking there. They're really more Russian than they are Ukrainian. It was basically a gift from, uh, I'm trying to think of the premier, uh, when Ukraine joined the Soviet Union. It was a gift to Ukraine at that time. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't, well, remember, don't, you don't uh, just get to go in there and take it. That's just not the way it works. Our president and Barack Obama chose to do nothing. Right. Uh, just to supply the Ukrainians with more weaponry. And so the question is now, this was part of Hitler's strategy initially when he went into areas, the Sudetenland, others. Oh, they're German-speaking. Yeah, yeah. They, they want, want us there. They want right, us there. They want yeah. us here. Is this a move no. like that? Yeah, I think it is. And I think that we need to stop. We need to stop this guy right where he is. And, I, you know, part of me thinks that he's just negotiating through, you know, flexing his you know muscles and rattling his swords. Uh, but I, I, I've had enough. I, I, I've seen enough, frankly. And I think a lot of the world has. I, I don't think the Germans and some others are on board. I think the president kind of alluded to that in his press conference. Oh, on. they know. They want yeah. the gas and yeah. they want the oil from and, and, Russia. And, 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 you know, again, I, I think that that is no excuse to allow this man to menace Eastern Europe. Well, why not? Just, there are three NATO uh, countries within striking distance of his troops right now. I understood. Why not just say we have no interest in having the Ukraine in NATO? We don't. First of all, they're corrupt as a nation. Both sides are corrupt. So whether you're the Russian-speaking supporters, they're corrupt. Our allies and supporters, they're corrupt. Uh, many of our allies and supporters The NATO are- charter, though, is very clear, right? The NATO charter allows any democracy that is willing to, you know, oppose oppression and, quite frankly, the Soviets at the time, to join. All right. Well, let me give it's you— It's a very simple premise. Let me give you an example. They just— when Mexico had their revolution in 1917, it was based on what was happening in Russia, you know, the whole concept. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's just say Mexico formed a pact with Venezuela and Cuba right on our border. Would we tolerate that or would we threaten an invasion of Mexico? I think we would probably threaten an invasion of <laughs> well, Mexico. Well, we've done it many times yeah. before. And we did it to Cuba. I mean, uh-huh. look, when Pancho Villa came in and uh, uh, was cattle rustling and stealing horses in New Mexico, right, right. we went to war against Mexico. Well, there are a lot of English people, speak, <laughs> English language speakers in uh, Tijuana that we had to go there and check out. Too many people understand uh, the yada, yada, yada premise but, from Seinfeld that live in what just south of the What would we do world? with our Monroe Doctrine? We don't, we don't tolerate that in our backyard. So you would think there's room to move and just say, look, we're not, we're not expanding NATO anymore. You know, these c- countries can be independent and autonomous. If they want to have relationships uh, with uh, Russia and Vladimir Putin, that's fine. But stop this nonsense that everybody – you know, we had the chance – when Boris, 
Yeltsin <laughs> was in charge. Remember when he took over for I Gorbachev? I actually thought you were hiccuping there. I, I, I never, you know, I guess that's a joke you used in the 90s, and I was not listening well, to you. Well, that guy was a lot. <laughs> but the point was, it was wide open. They wanted to join NATO. They wanted to join. Russia. Right. Yeah. They wanted to get involved with I us. I know. We should have let they them. They wanted to join the European Union. And we said, yet, no. Yeah. We can't trust you. Had we embraced them. <gasps> Boris Yeltsin, remember, he was meeting with Clinton. He stayed in the Blair House. He yeah, ran into the I, middle of Pennsylvania they, Avenue, they, buck naked, <laughs> looking for a pizza at 3 o'clock in the morning and more vodka. Well, that's because he'd been drinking. And, you know, in Russia, when you're the president, you get, did, they have drink. a pizza chef in the kitchen for the guy. They didn't have that at Blair House. But, I mean. There's like, a very limited kitchen at Blair House. Americans don't want to go to war no. over the Ukraine. No. Nobody wants to go to war over the Ukraine. I don't even think the Russians do. They would pay dearly. If they enter there militarily, you watch. Uh, so uh, they, they want to take over the Russian speaking area. They're not going to get it. They shouldn't get it. They need to back off, and we need to send a clear message. Clearly, we need to we need to institute sanctions now. No more waiting. You know, give them till Friday to to back off. You don't back off on Friday. We should start seizing assets of some of the you know oligarchs around the around the world. You know, it, 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 the oligarchs. Excuse me. So basically, yeah. cut off uh, any involvement with any banks that they have anywhere in the world because we have the. Power we got to do start that. treating Russian oligarchs like the Met Gala treats the Trump family. <laughs> right? There'll be no, there'll be no room for you here. Oh, you like that French villa? Sorry, we're taking that back. It's not happening. Oh, you got that vineyard in the south of Italy? No, now, sorry, take it. the way President Joe Biden, first of all, uh, I was not as critical of him. First of all, he did close to a two-hour press conference. It's pretty good. So if he had dementia, the started dementia. He would dementia, not have been able to get no through that two-hour press conference. I mean, look, I, I've, I've dealt with family members who had that. The first I, thing. Has he lost a step, of course. Yeah. And so have you and I, yeah. right? I can't kick a 60-yard field goal uh, anymore. He did a two-hour <laughs> press conference. He stumbled. He mumbled at times. But right. he did that when he was much younger, too. Of course. So let's look at this here. Was that a mistake for him to acknowledge what we all recognize that, in fact, our European allies are not on board with this, yes. Germany. Uh, and number two is that he may just come in and take the Russian-speaking provinces of the Ukraine. I think it was a mistake uh, for him to say that about Germany. It was definitely a mistake for him to say it about the provinces of Ukraine. That was stupid. The Germany thing might have been a mistake for him to say, but I think they planned it. I don't think it was. A, I don't think he made a mistake. I think he did that on purpose. So uh, I don't. I don't agree with the strategy. I think these diplomatic talks, especially with some of our closer allies like Germany, should be kept quiet. Uh, clearly, they are being stubborn on this issue in Germany, and they are not on board. Well, with well, this. look, they they are an industrial might. They need energy. They don't have their own source of energy. They don't have natural gas. They don't have petroleum. Very similar to remember how Japan was before the yeah. start of World War II. They didn't have their own. And natural they're getting resources. rid of all their nuclear power. Right. In, so in you Germany. say to yourself, okay, so we cut off our pipeline, which we're now importing from foreign sources. We could have been a supplier of natural gas. And right. oil to right. Germany so that they wouldn't have to be dependent on Mother Russia. Yeah. And we chose not to do that. Uh, it, look, there have been mistakes upon mistakes upon mistakes. And it all comes down to energy here. So if you were Which, the president of uh, the Ukraine, the king of all comedy, the number one comedian in all of the Ukraine, <laughs> would you start preparing for stand-up improv back again, maybe 
Uh, maybe in a different country. Yeah, maybe he'd be working. As an exile. He'd be coming down here, working down at the Improv or Caroline's in <laughs> Times Square. Or Caroline, that's right, Caroline. I think, he'll be, oh, be, I think he'll be on Caroline's in Times Square, so I, I have no idea how he would, uh, you know, how he would go on well, with that. Well, from uh, the battleground in Europe to the battleground on the gridiron, the frozen tunnel oh, of Green Bay. we got to talk all about... Karen Rogers on the other side of the break. 1-800-848-9222. If you want to talk to Curtis and Chris, we're here till 5. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn. 1-800-848-9222. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa back till 5 o'clock rocking the Casbah. Let me tell you, Chris Hahn, you knew that the Green Bay Packers playing the San Francisco 49ers was the hip-happening place because in the crowd in Lambeau Field, where everyone is treated the same, you know, it's yeah, sort yeah. of like true communism. Everybody sits on wooden planks. He was there. And everybody, oh, everybody has shares yeah. in the team. Yeah. It, remember, it, it, yeah. Green Bay has less than 100,000 people. I yeah. have not yet gone to Lambeau Field for a game. It is something I intend to do someday. Uh, and A-Rod, but not, not in January. So A-Rod <laughs> so. was there with his Aaron Rodgers beanie on with a drop-dead gorgeous blonde. So naturally, that distracted some so, of the But attention. wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Did he leave J-Lo? Wait, yeah, no, no, he's not with J-Lo. Oh, no, that's ben, it's ben Affleck that's yeah, with J-Lo. Yeah, yeah, Ben got Affleck. It. Whack, whack. Yeah, Ben Affleck. But, <laughs> but anyway, that shows you how important this game was. That A-Rod, who's yeah, yeah, yeah. would fly to Green Bay to be in the crowd freezing his tukas off yeah. with a hot plum. But Aaron Rodgers himself, yeah, he, look. Not I, a good showing, huh? I think special teams. Special teams are a disaster. Yeah, but for the Green you know Bay we Packers. only scored ten points, right? I, I, I have a feeling he's been taking football advice from Joe Rogan, <laughs> right? I think he decided that he did his own research on the web and he started talking to Joe about plays. And MVP, MVP. <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah, come on. Now, I mean, you know, he got beat by uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who you know nobody knew of until yesterday. Here, here's what we knew about him. My wife said, "Oh, that that quarterback's cute." <laughs> that, that's what we. Look, look, he's always shown great potential. Remember, he was the backup at New England yeah. for the Brady Bunch. Uh, and then, obviously, he knew he wasn't going to go anywhere right. there. With, Jimmy uh, G. Coach uh, Belichick yep. yep. there. Yeah, yeah. So he decided, hey, let me go out, break out. And he's been up and down and all around with the 49 If he doesn't throw an interception, they win. But this was an incredible victory. It was a crazy game. Overrun the point spread totally in favor of the Packers. Yep. They were on their way to the Super yeah, Bowl. Super Bowl ran through Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay versus KC. Now it runs the through Chief. Tampa Bay. Right, right, right. <laughs> A very big shift in but, weather. But this is also about the whole anti-vaxxer movement yeah. today. They have a big rally in Washington, D.C., in which RFK is the main speaker. But now the Biden administration has said, watch those extremists. This could be January 6th round two. Come on. You don't buy that stuff. Well, you know, they're going to be too sickly to really pull anything off, right? You know, even if they did take the Capitol, half of them will be dead from COVID by the time they get there. You know, <laughs> they have it for a couple of days. You, you won't leave Aaron Rodgers alone on this. Uh, he got trashed on Twitter, Twitter last night. I felt bad for him. I, I did join in and pile on, but it, it, was, it was just like if you watched Twitter last night after that game, it was a nonstop joking about Aaron Rodgers and vaccines and ivermethin and well now let me ask you a question <laughs> because I've never known uh, Joe Biden to have a quick wit, but they were attributing something to President Joe Biden about Aaron Rodgers that 
I'm sort of uh, somewhat oblivious to. I was oblivious to it as well. I I, I don't I don't. Apparently, he dissed him and dismissed him a while yeah, back. I think he got distances dismissed because the guy was basically out there pushing conspiracy theories. But, but you see, if he doing had won, his own research, if the gamblers had made their money, if he had won, although gamblers made a lot of money on San Francisco, uh, but but I don't think anybody made any money. I mean, any of the betters made any money. I don't think the line was covered. Right? I mean, it was a it was a pretty. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if you picked San Francisco, you won. Right. Right. But uh, the point being is, uh, let's face it, he was on his way to the Super Bowl. Had he won that game? A few, if any, people would have been talking about his anti-vaccine. No, nobody would be talking about it. Because everybody he loves a winner. Had he played the way he normally plays, uh, well, you know, nobody would have cared. Everybody but, loves a winner. Yeah, yeah. He got piled on because he lost. Mm. I mean, people don't like losers, right? Well, now, and, and by the way, 19 seasons, great teams, one Super Bowl. Now, I don't know. Also, we're talking about the upcoming uh, Chinese uh, Winter Olympic oh, yeah. Games. And we saw that the co-owner of the San Francisco Warriors, again, doing a podcast. People yeah. get in trouble with podcasts. They really – look, I don't want to encourage people not to go on podcasts since I host a podcast. Right. <laughs> you know? But think of all the problems that occur when people actually go on a podcast and say something as stupid as this. Ah, we don't have it. We had uh, it queued up. Get that. Get him in here. Get that cut. I don't believe it. Jesus I don't believe Christ. it. These these. Freaking millennials anyway, working for us. Uh, you know, the two, <laughs> oh, wait, two, they're Gen Zers now. They're yeah, not they're even millennials. They're scratching uh, their, their belly button. They're in there. But let's, they let's don't know how to the, work a computer. Let's <laughs> flip the script on the other issue, which uh, Caitlyn Jenner brought to the forefront, yep, yep. a.k.a. Bruce Jenner, where she just came totally in the face of the NCAA and said, look, I'm a transgender, right? But it's unfair to allow somebody who has male characteristics, complete testosterone, to complete as a woman, it is unfair. Other people are now beginning to chorus that. And the NCAA, they decided to opt out and say, you know what? We're not going to give a decision on this. We're going to let each individual sport that we supervise come up with their own rules and regulations on this. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's a cop out. I think they should have come up with a, with a rule, whether it was no, you know, no issue at all or testing for certain testosterone levels, or whatever it is. But the NCAA should have should have taken the lead there. They can't just punt that and let there be, you know, 30 different rules for 30 different sports, all at the same, you know, collegiate level. Now let's see if we can get back to the Uyghurs who are in desperate need of our support in advance of the uh, Chinese, Red Chinese, Winter Olympic Games. Nobody cares, about, nobody, cares. Yeah, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You, you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's nice that cares? you care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling you a very care? hard. Wait, I'm you're telling you, you very, personally don't care. I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth. Okay, of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Wow. Okay, that's, of all the things that I care about, it is below my line. Disappointing. That's that's well harsh. Uh, my sister Maria, who's a publicist, does uh, public relations for the Uyghurs. When we, when we come back, I want to explain yeah. how this is the best thing that could have ever happened for the Uyghurs by this and jerky now, boy yeah, now saying like, what no, he did. No, I, I care about the Uyghurs. NBC pulled all their correspondence from China. one 800 you holding on. We'll get you on the other side. Curtis and Chris, we'll be right back. left versus the right in the right corner it's heavyweight king curtis lewa in the left corner the aggressive progressive christopher hahn it's a 77 wabc debate heavyweight slugfest
one 800 as we had mentioned uh, about the Uyghurs, yeah. when I first began talking about their problems years ago at the hands of the Red Chinese totalitarian uh, yep, dictatorship, yep. Uh, people thought I was talking the Weavers, the old folk group, you know, from the 60s, my time. Yeah. Before you were even or heard. those two pitchers that played for the Yankees, the Weavers. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, no concept. Now we have all the documentary evidence. We yep. have satellite photographs. We have people telling us what's going on in these concentration camps, unlike what happened before Hitler's final solution, which we got in in drips and drabs. And yet... The world chooses to do nothing. It's all about the money, right? This entitled fool that owns, uh, what is it, the Golden State Warriors? I don't want to get the wrong yeah, team. Yeah, co-owner. Co-owner. Golden yeah. State Warriors. Yeah, co-owner. I mean, this is a guy who probably has all the money in the world, doesn't care, uh, goes on the radio and says, nobody cares. I don't care. It's not on my list. But now his, uh, his coach, Steve Kerr, who's one of the most progressive. You yeah. Know, his team's got a bunch of very, very educated. Yeah. His own father was killed at Beirut University. I remember when we were having the problems yep. with the Muslim extremists. He's remained quiet. They all remain quiet. LeBron says, don't talk about that because it's all about the cash money. It's a big market over there in China. And it's, you know, literally you know, the biggest economy in the yeah. world right no, now. Question. So question as I synergistically lead into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other big business that makes a lot of money in Red China is the movie industry. Yeah. In fact, they make more money now in Red China than they do in the United States. They do. So what's going to happen? First, the Academy Awards is upcoming. They're trying to debate, should we have one host, two hosts, three hosts? Should it be a committee? Well, we should be hosting, right? They've called us. Our agents are trying to work it out. Uh, I know you're asking for your green M&Ms to get the go-go boots back. Otherwise, you're not going to host. <laughs> no, I'm asking for that price. You want a sexy M&M just like Tucker Carlson, the pot pie prince. He, is, he, he can't get away from an M&M that's not sexy enough. So you want a green M&M with sexy boots on, not sneakers. I don't even get I, There's that. something weird about that. I'm just no, saying. No, no. My I don't want to go are, off on that tangent. My but, demands are yes. I only want red M&Ms to match with my red you want beret, red, my red M&Ms, satin jacket. And I want orange M&Ms for the island. There is an honor of Clark Gillies who passed away oh, last yeah, week. Oh, yeah, you're sitting here. <laughs> so, but uh, in every Academy Awards, they always have those two doofus guys come down the aisle, you know, handcuffed. Uh, yep. Price Waterhouse. <laughs> Deloitte, Saskin, and Sales. Right. I, I just want what's in that police, yeah. right? That's yeah. all. I, yeah. I know there's some moolah schmoolah. There's some payoffs. No, it's the votes. It's the envelopes. No, no, no. That. It's the payoffs for, for <laughs> the Academy. Well, we know there's a lot of money at stake. Yep. But they won't even mention. The Uyghurs' plight in no, China. No, of course not. Of course there won't not. be like one award winner who comes up and, on the and stage. And have you noticed how nicely China has been displayed in the movies lately? <laughs> like, I, I go back to that movie uh, where he's stuck on Mars, The Martian. Yes. Uh, and it's like, uh, what's his name? Not Ben Affleck, the other one. Uh, his buddy. Mark Wahlberg, not Mark Wahlberg. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's yeah, stuck yeah, yeah. on Mars. Yeah, they're Boston Red Sox. Yeah, fans. the That's other guy from Goodwill Hunting, the right, guy who right. was the leading Goodwill. He, they're they're stuck on Mars, and it was the Chinese that had the booster rocket that could help the Americans get. Everybody cooperated. It was all good at the end of the movie. I I didn't even really think about that until we started having this conversation about the Golden State Warriors owner and the Uyghurs. You're right, and, 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 and he just, did it without realizing it. This jerky boy did a tremendous service, really, to the world to bring attention to their plight. Now, think of how Red China has evolved. When Steve McQueen was starring in Sand Pe- the Sand Pebbles right. about the Boxer Rebellion, the Chinese trying to stop 
uh, opium from being forced upon them by Western powers and European powers, including the Roosevelt family. Right. Uh, we were portrayed in the most heroic of lights. Oh, we're defending our right to pump opium into <laughs> right. your lungs, right. right? So that you would have thought, oh, they objected, right? Now, all of a sudden, as you as you say, we roll over for the red Chinese. It's a big market, and people are, are looking for the money. All right. It's sad. So speaking of the market, it yeah. used to be that the number one most watched program, even beyond the initial Super Bowls, was the annual Academy right. Awards. And we would have uh, Stan, uh, Johnny Carson would be the host. You know, standard individuals. Yeah. Now they can't figure out who's going to host it. Well, they don't want anybody to be me too before the event. And and have their you know you know kicked out. Now how about this? Yeah, uh, your guy in Long Island. He's synonymous with Long Island. Great personality. Uh, he he actually can be hip and happening. It's not like he's an old Borscht Belt comedian, yeah, yeah. right? But he's got a little bit of Borscht Belt in it. Oh, definitely, definitely. A schmaltz. Yeah, Billy Crystal. I love him. He's always done if a great they can't job. Come to terms for us. And I know that our asks are kind of high. Yeah, yeah, maybe definitely. they get Billy a little cheaper. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, uh, but if it's not going to be you and I, I mean, I think we're you know on the rise. And Billy's, you know, I mean, he's a lot well, higher well, than us, but he's the, falling. What's the last <laughs> Academy Awards ceremony you watched? Chris Rock. And you liked it, right? I watched it because Chris Rock was the host. I never watch award shows. I love Chris Rock. One of my favorite comedians, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Dave Chappelle. I know it's controversial. Uh, but... I, you know, you put one of them in there. I'm going to watch it because I like their stuff. It's like, remember when Jay Leno hosted The Tonight Show, right? Yeah. He had more people watching than anybody else because he was like mainstream, non-controversial. Right. Then they said, no, we got to go with hipsters, millennials. Ratings went way down. Well, Conan O'Brien's a Gen Xer. He's not a hipster millennial. I know, but uh, <laughs> the point being is right. ratings went way down. And so, by the way, so is Jimmy Fallon. He might want to pretend he's a millennial. Jimmy Fallon went to the College of St. Royals while I was at the college, Ooh. while I was at SUNY Albany, and I was a bouncer at a bar, and I bounced him out once. Ooh, and what happened? <laughs> what happened? Well, he was underage. Did I he, said, hey, man. Did he, he try to punch you out? You. Did he no, try to get no, aggressive with guy. you? Uh, so he was a, a little shrimp. Yeah, he was a little guy. You were a bouncer? I, I was a bouncer. You, so you were like Pope Francis in Buenos Aires before he found out. Yeah, I was a bouncer for like a month. You know, I would never get into I don't My fight. I'm God, not a fighter. I understand that. But now, I had a big football jacket on, and I would just stand there at the yeah, door. Yeah, you were a kicker. Yeah. yeah. You were a kicker on the football yeah. team. Oheny's Tap Room in Albany for like one month. <laughs> I was at a bar attendant at a bar called Any Taggy. fights? Anybody you had to eject? I never had a fight as a bouncer. People were always good. You tell them to leave, they left. But when I was a bartender, I bar bartended at a townie bar called Cagney's on Central Avenue in Albany. And one Central night. Central Avenue. Central Avenue. Ooh. One night, like 2 a.m., there's like three people in the bar. It was a townie bar. And I see this couple having a fight, and this man is beating up his girlfriend. I jump over the bar, oh. I pull him off her. So, uh, chivalry, chivalry. Why, he's beating her up. I understand that, but you know some people would look the other way. Well, I was the bartender. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, hey, man, get off her. Did, and did, I, wait, wait, did you have the baseball bat behind the counter? Nothing. I jump out from behind the bar, I grab the guy, and I start pulling him out the door. Who starts punching me? Not the guy, the girl. Always happens. <laughs> I was, I was Always shocked. Happens. I got to tell shocked. you, there's so many domestic situations I've been involved in as leader of the Guardian Angels all over America. We go in. We're helping the damsel in distress. It's normally a woman, but sometimes the woman is the aggressor. Right, right. We're helping the guy who's getting the living daylights kicked out of him. It always happens. 
that the person we're trying to help turns on us. Police yeah, they, they're worried you, about this, this, this. It's like, I don't even, what do you call it? Stockholm syndrome or something? I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, police will tell you it's the most difficult 911 call they have to make because so many times they're putting their life on the line. And yet the moment they get inside and they actually restore, you know, right. order, they, they separate the parties. The moment they put the handcuffs on somebody, the entire family turns on them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We just wanted you to stop them from fighting. We didn't so, want you to take them to jail. So you're telling me this this woman knocked you out. Right? She did not knock me out, but she started beating on me. I was like, oh, oh okay. You want me to let them go? I'll let them go. I mean, <laughs> I let them go. And they just went. They just left. They left wow. together. So that was your experience of physical entanglement. It was, uh, yeah. Getting beaten I, up it, by it a woman. Might be the last time, it might be the last time I was actually punched in my life <laughs> knock wood i mean it's just you know it was, it was a long yeah, see, time ago we can say you were genuinely new testament you turned your cheek uh meantime curtis lee with old testament eye for an eye tooth for a tooth <laughs> you hit me i hit you so hard your mother will feel well, i'm not gonna hit a woman i mean that was what i was trying to you know i'm not gonna do that I mean, who would do that? I mean, that's you got to. You would be surprised, Chris Hahn. You would be surprised (laughs) nowadays. Not me. Not me. I would never do it. And I I, I was shocked. I I mean, I I guess I should have been shocked, right? But I, you know, I was young. I was like 21 years old, 22 years old. I was shocked that somebody who was being abused right in front of me would take the side of the abuser. I was. I wasn't beating the guy up. I was just. I grabbed him. I basically tackled him, and I was pushing him out the door. uh, As a um, a bartender at a gin mill, did you ever have to tell somebody that's enough? I'm not feeling. I have. I've had to do that many times. And how difficult is that? It's pretty difficult, but you know they usually respect you because you know, look the play, the place I worked <laughs> was such a dive. Hillbillies. Right? It was. They weren't hillbillies. They were like Albany people. You <laughs> Those know? are hillbillies. Yeah, yeah. But it was open till four o'clock in the morning every day. People don't realize. You know, they think of New York State. They think where we're broadcasting from, New York City. No, no. You go upstate. Might as well be in Alabama. It's right. It's <laughs> right. the northern version of deliverance. Right. Yeah. God, guns, not grits, but God, guns, and dogs. Got to have that dog. I, I think the reason why I don't drink at all is the experience of working at Cagney's. For I worked there for the last two years. I was in college, only on Sunday nights. It was one night a week. I'd work there, and I just would see people, good people. I'd have conversation. I got to know them. And they just were wasting their life away with alcohol, just 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 destroying just themselves. Kept pouring the my job right into their class. They come in, they'd order. Uh, we sold uh, pitchers and half pitchers, and you know there were a guy who come in. He worked at the university, and he'd come in. I'd get him a half pitcher. He wouldn't drink. He wouldn't ask for a full pitcher because he wanted to stay cold. But he would down a half pitcher every hour. Boom. Every hour. And he'd sit there all night. God. Yeah. So this was no Cheers. It was. It was exactly. You were no, you were no Ted Dance. It was exactly like Cheers, except for <laughs> without the you know the excitement of Cheers being modernized. You this, certainly were no was, Ted. There Danson. were like ten regulars that would come in and just sit there all night. Did you have your groupies coming along? You know those that were missing the teeth in their it, front. It, mouth? What is funny is that I we while I was working there, I became student body president at Albany. As you know, that's, that's where right. we met. That's right. And there was a major election going on in Albany, and I was getting very involved with Free it. Free pitches. Of beer, no, no, me. no free pitchers. Every candidate's campaign would come to my bar to talk to me, and they would just be buying stuff and tipping me all night long. It was great. Now, what about that? <laughs> Tipping a bartender. How important is that? Because there are a lot of people out there listening now who are in the hospitality industry, particularly bars and restaurants. How important, how vital is that? Uh, uh, vital. I mean, this is how they make their living. 
I mean, I, you know, if I wasn't getting tipped, I wasn't making, you know, I wasn't making any money. It wasn't worth it. You know, so it, it, I, I think that if you're out there going to a restaurant, especially today, you go to a restaurant right now. And I, I went out, my wife's birthday was this week. We went out to a restaurant, restaurant that would normally have 10, 15 waiters and, and bus staff probably had about six and they're working hard. Those people that are there, they are working hard. So how did you, you hustle? How did you hustle those tips as a bartender? What was uh, what was the secret towards you getting them to loosen their wallet or their purse? Just be there when they need another drink. <laughs> Just be there when they need another drink. Not being a conversationalist. Just keep an eye on. Keep an eye. Oh, not I being good, Sigmund Freud. I, I was a good conversational. I, I have. I should write a book. You should about everything that went on in that bar while yes. I was there. Crazy, I'm telling you, this crazy. Cheers, too. It, it was not cheers, man. It was just crazy, crazy stuff every Did night. Did you ever have to be a Sigmund Freud, though, where you had to do analysis or you had to straighten them out, you know, put all the furniture back upstairs, rearrange it in the right room? Uh, yeah, I think I had to do that a lot. <laughs> I had to do that a lot. There were a lot of people that had some issues. They were, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very exciting. You know, it wasn't like, I wasn't like Tom Cruise in Cocktail. <laughs> was like, well, what was the biggest tip you ever got? Anybody greased you? Oh, I got a $100 tip once. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was great. Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars in the nineties. Was there any cocaine remnants on that? <laughs> I'm sure. According bill? to you, I guess there was. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't believe so. But according to you, I think there was. And then afterwards, you go to a Waffle House, right? You'd I spread... go to Dunkin' Donuts yes. at four a.m. before I went home, and I would get a French cruller. <laughs> I would eat that before I went home because I was starving. The bar had no food, just just alcohol. They had you know peanuts and crap like that. But it was you know I, I'd be there from like. And Literally look from at 6 where you are to 4 a.m. Look at where you are now. Fox News Channel contributor, uh, your own uh, nationally syndicated radio show now. Look at how far you've come from that dive, that gym mill, that hillbilly hell haven. I, I, I know. I bartended, in Albany. I bartended in law school, too, but I was at a she-she oh, restaurant in oh, Great Neck. Oh, it was oh. mostly wine. Oh, the trendoids. <laughs> yeah, said the trendoids. Song. Exactly. It was, it was a little, diff- <laughs> little different. I didn't make as much money there. The Long Island iced tea, right? Fill no, it up, no. please, bartender. Oh, no, 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 no. Can I have a Sauvignon Blanc, please? Oh, that kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every now and then they'd want a shot of, like, Zambuca. one 800 Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. We'll be right back. It's the left versus the right. Debate. Heavyweight slugfest. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Chris, huh? Curtis, Sliwa. Let's go to the phones, Curtis. What do you say, Russ? You're on with Curtis, Chris, Russ. Hey, Chris. Um, you know, I think people who spend all day calling talk radio are sort of like trunks in a bar. You know, I'm talking about Carol, New Jersey, Steve in Manhattan, Tom of the Bronx. Russ, know. from wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hey, but Chris, I want to, I want to ask you: Did you hear Steve Bannon call for nationalizing? The big pharma companies yesterday. I did not. I didn't know he was a socialist. Good for him. Well, that not only that, but <laughs> some of these people should take their head out of uh, out of the sand and and listen to the other side. I don't think Chuck Schumer would suggest this. He's a corporate tool. But what I want to ask you, Chris, is that we've been reporting. It's been reported. Fifty percent of Democrats think that these unvaxxed people should be interned until they comply with mandates. Are you one of those fifty? No, I, I don't want anybody interned. But I do think that. They should be on their own, and I think their insurance company should say, look, if you're not vaccinated, your premium is going to go up because you're going to cost us more. Well, look, people are freaking out today because of a rally in Washington, D.C., 
uh, led by RFK, who is like uh, the leader of all the anti-vax yeah, movement long crazy. before yeah. we had the I know, pandemic. I know, I know. And it's mostly mothers who believe that uh, vaccines have led to their well, You children. call them mothers. I call them mother, you uh, know, waters. But uh, have led to mostly their sons. Uh, ending up having Asperger's yeah. and autism. Okay. It's like Jenny McCarthy. Right. It's yeah. a growing, fake. growing movement. I mean, it's not – look, I don't want to call them fake. They have been misled. Uh, they are looking for a reason for why this happens. It's a horrible thing that they don't want to deal with. But this is America. It's First Amendment yeah. rights of free speech, and they have been uh, clamped down on. As you know, there's some social networking sites that won't even allow you to post up any of their information. Well, you don't have a freedom of speech on a social networking site. They're own, they're private companies. No, no, I understood. Right. But uh, they take advantage of the fact that they claim that they were the People's Bulletin Board and they shouldn't have to follow the same rules as publications who can be sued. They're basically yeah. immunized. Something's got to give, right? Exactly. Right. But RFK has a, a top-selling book. I think it's number one on the yep, New York yep, Times yep. list. He's got a following. And what did the Biden administration say? It could be another January 6th. Well, you never know who's going to infiltrate it. You know, you got some crazy people Chris, down there. Chris, you never know what's going to set them off. It's mostly a bunch of mothers there concerned about yeah, their they kids. Yeah, they're mother effers is what you're forgetting, what Curtis. What the hell? January 6th? What are, what are they? Well, they have nightmares January 23rd. Of January 6th? What well, in the next hour, we got to talk about uh, how the Trump papers have oh, been turned over to the committee. And what they were planning to use the military for, which is scary stuff. one 800 Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa, we're with you till 5. Lewa in the left corner. Christopher Hahn, heavyweight slugfest. 1-800-848-9222. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. Oh, there you go. There's some music from the greatest generation of music. Little 90s grunge right there. A little no, grunge jam. No, yeah, get rid of the grunge. No, Come man. On. You know you love it. You no, know you no, love let's it. Let's get electronic <laughs> dance music. Let's oh, kick it. Is that what you want? Let's kick it. Go back it. to Studio 54. I'm 67 years old. I think I'm the oldest uh, lover of electronic dance music. <laughs> no, let's do a world Is that like the guy with the mouse on his head? Mm-hmm. Danger Mouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like his EDM, but uh, put me on a dance floor to EDM, and I'm like a whirling dervish for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. I, you know what? I think uh, we got to get a sponsor for that, and we got to do that. And maybe if we get to host the Oscars, you, you know, that's, a, that's yeah, the, yeah, the opening yeah, yeah. scene. You keep thinking of that, Butch. You keep thinking that way, Butch. Anyway... Uh, I guess your United States Supreme Court that many liberals and progressives say is packed is not packed in, enough in favor of Donald Trump because they certainly made a decision that has caused him angst and his supporter angst that all of the presidential paperwork that had to do on that day of January 6th had to be turned over to the committee and, lock, stock and barrel. And you had to know that that was going to happen, right? I mean, look. These Trump appointees who are not loyal to Trump, they are loyal to the Federalist Society and other places, they need to show their independence on things like this so that when they overturn Roe v. Wade this summer, uh, people can say, well, they were independent on this Trump thing. Well, explain to me from a legal aspect, since you are an Esquire. I am an Esquire. Chris Hines, Esquire. It's like you're in the midst of this. Now, you're writing notes down. I don't understand this. Uh, and why wouldn't they just have gotten rid of, of everything that was associated with that day? Like we saw Richard Nixon with the 22 minutes well, of the tape. The thing is, is since Richard Nixon, the Pe- Presidential Records Act 
it's not the president or his appointees keeping those notes. They're people who work at the White House, who've worked at the White House for multiple presidencies. So they're sitting in, let's say in this case, the West Wing. Yep. While Trump is getting these texts and calls and other people are coming in there, his aide de camps. And what are these people doing? They're like uh, they're picking up the notes. No, they're picking up the notes that were written by Trump staff and they're putting them in the presidential files. That are still there, that are at the National Archives right now. If you happen to be in a situation, why would you even write notes? It's almost like, for instance, why do people uh, use BlackBerry sometimes? And this is what the Cuomo administration in New York did. They mandatory use of BlackBerry so that they could get rid of information so that it might not be available if there were an investigation, if there were a civil case, if there were potentially a criminal case. You mean to tell me they're writing, scribbling notes down, and then they have to just leave it on the desk? And also, remember, they weren't the brightest minds in the world, right? And I also think they thought they were going to win. And they also, you know, in their mind, thought they were doing the right thing because they had convinced themselves that they were. And now you read it, and it's shocking. I mean, there was a draft executive order that was going to have the military. The military seize ballots in America? I mean, that's third world you know, banana republic nonsense. I mean, anybody who – look, thank God that executive order never was instituted, never was signed. By Do the we pro- know who is responsible for writing that up and giving it to the president? We don't know who was responsible, but it was somebody in the White House counsel's office. We're going to find out, and we're going to find out what the president's actual role was in that. Now, I'm most <laughs> looking forward to the, the takes he took. You know how he, he made that speech at the end of the day that was kind of lackluster, you know, th- two and a half hours after the riot started, telling people to go home. Supposedly, that was his third take. I want to see what the first take was. I want to see what the second take was. I want to see what his staff thought was unacceptable. Now, what about <clears throat> all the cell phone communications that he had? They don't tape those, do they? I don't think his cell phone communications tape, but there are records of who he spoke to, and there are records of who others people other people have spoken to, like... Michael Flynn and other people who might have been around the president. I'm interested to see if there were any foreign contacts on uh, calling into the White House, calling into people like Mark Meadows or Mike wow, Flynn. You are really conspiratorial. Well, you know, look, if there are any foreign contacts, depending on what was said to those foreign contacts. What is this, the this goes, uh, this goes from This goes from sedition to <laughs> treason. It goes from sedition to treason pretty quick, though, Curtis. You do realize how conspiratorial that sounds. Does it? Yeah. You don't think that foreign you know, that, elements. You don't think that Michael Flynn was on the phone with some foreign countries to try to say, "Here's what's going on here, and here's what we're going to need you to do when it's over." What? What? Vladimir Putin or his agents? I think so. I can't wait to see. Wow. You. <laughs> I are... wouldn't put it past him. Let's put it. Let's put it that way. It was enough going. Michael on to... Flynn spent a lot of time trying to block his phone records from being released. A lot of time. Look, he's not alone. I mean, that happens consistently. Yeah, I want to know. I don't think it's because he was trying to, you know, cover up his gumada. I think it was because he was covering up who he was oh, talking Hillary to. Hillary and the DNC, they didn't do that. They didn't try to cover up their records. We're not talking about that. Oh, right? I understand. We're talking about something completely it. different. Understood. Right. We're talking about a plot to overthrow the government, which we see now that there is records of that were kept by the plotters. Okay. Great. So what what becomes of it? They, they, they have the information. They're going to source through it. Uh, they have now requested uh, information and possibly an appearance of Michael Mbaricic, Rudy Giuliani, yeah. who was uh, Donald Trump's personal lawyer uh, through all of this. Uh, Rudy has not said publicly whether he'll do what Bannon did, refuse to participate, uh, or just maybe take the fifth, as some others have probably done on a number of uh, questions. What do you think he ends up doing? 
Well, I think if he wants to be a lawyer ever again, he's going to have to, you know, have to cooperate. But Rudy's in trouble right now. I'll be honest with you. Rudy was responsible for a fraudulent document being sent through the mail to the National Archives. That's mail fraud at the very least. Um, the document from the fake Trump electors in Arizona and in other parts of the country, Arizona, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. They, they had fake certificates for the electors that were prepared by Rudy Giuliani and mailed to the National right, Archives so now, and mailed to the vice right, president. So the committee and the vice president, it. by the way, has already – the vice president's former chief of staff has already testified to this. All right. So you, you, you have all this documentation. The committee is going to be calling witnesses. They're going to be public uh, hearings. Yeah. Uh, what, if anything, can they do with all this information? Because let's face it, the deck is stacked. That committee is, is certainly not. I, I, they're no pro-Trump people. I wouldn't be worried as much about the committee as I would be about the DOJ. I feel like the DOJ is a little bit further down the road than the committee. The committee is going to have public testimony. and you can, people, people, Bill Barr has already talked to the committee. So what you're saying is the DOJ goes before a grand jury in Washington, D.C. and indicts They've you. already started doing it, right? They've already they indicted that guy, uh, Herb, uh, what was the guy's name, uh, uh, Rhodes, last week from the Oath Keepers and 11 other of his associates. Eye patch man. Eye yeah, patch yeah, man. yeah. A guy who's, uh, you know, he's a Yale law student who is wearing an eye patch. So go figure what yeah, he's but don't, all about. Don't you think, uh, just from an optics point of view, right. that with this obsession, uh, to get every thread of information that is available to the committee. And this seems to be the number one uh, obsession of elected officials on the Democratic side of the aisle and some Republicans is that this committee, its committee's findings. Do you really think that most Americans who uh, having financial issues now because of inflation, having all kinds of other issues because the Biden administration seems to be adrift. Vice President Harris just does not seem to be attentive to detail. Nobody cares what the vice president does. It's just, a, it's, look, she's a great target for old white guys, but she's completely inconsequential to anybody's life right now. You don't like what she says. You don't like how she says it. It's okay. I got it. You can't make fun of the old white guy because we're all old white guys. I just wanted to go down the, to the border. I just no. Wanted, I, I just no. Wanted, she's not going to go now, Why Curtis, not? Because you want her to go. Oh, oh. Sorry. So it makes her look inept. I'm no. in charge of this. What is she going to do when she goes there? See what the hell is going on. You can't on. see what's going on by looking at a oh, camera? Well, according to her, everything is copacetic. It's no, not an everything emergency. Is not copacetic. Here's what I would do. Yes. Like I said, we were talking about restaurants, every place in this country, factories. They don't have enough people working in them. And we have all-time low unemployment. Uh, there's about 3 million people well, three million people sitting in Mexico. Why don't we give them work visas and let them well, come in here and work? Let me ask you about this phenomenon. Why, like, but, but I don't understand. Like, this is what I don't understand. We're all capitalists here. I've got 3 million people sitting at the border ready to work in this country, most of them, right? Let's give them a work visa. Let's give them a job application, and let's send them off to work. Can we uh, vaccinate them first? Yes. You're sure? I told you. I don't want anybody coming in this country that's not vaccinated. But we test them and vaccinate them no, first. No, va- you can test them and vaccinate whatever. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> but I want them vaccinated. Can okay? we do a background check on them, make sure that they're not uh, not going to be in Mexico? You want to make sure wanted? they're not uh, MS-13 because you're a hammer and everything looks like a nail? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of people who just you know walk 2,000 miles. I think they'd be pretty good waiters. Explain. I think they work really well in a explain factory. Explain this phenomenon because it's really mind-boggling to me is massive numbers of Americans are quitting their jobs. Quitting their yeah, jobs, high-paying jobs, yeah. white-collar jobs, I know it. skilled jobs. 
Why is that happening? I haven't been able to put my finger on the pulse of why so many people are leaving their jobs. I think it's the pandemic. I think people said, you know what? I could be dead tomorrow. Everybody knows somebody died. I could get. I could be dead tomorrow. I don't like this job. I'm going to take some time. Well, for instance, I don't know how they're surviving. Well, let me explain because all the aid is gone. Now. Let me explain how they're surviving. How they they're surviving. doing work at home, right? Yeah, virtual work. They have their main computer up with their primary employer. They also have a second computer that you're unaware of, Chris, in many instances, <laughs> okay. in which they're outsourcing their work to another employer also and making more money that they ever made than when they came into their office building right. in some urban center. It could be Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. They're getting paid twice. They're doing two different jobs simultaneously at home. Yeah, but they're quitting both those jobs. Not necessarily. They're, oh, they're only quitting their main job. You understand. And because they're keeping the side how, hustle. How could they afford to just walk away from a job? I, I couldn't afford to walk away from jobs, even side jobs know, like this. But don't you <laughs> think that would ring an alarm bell and say, these people are probably multitasking. They probably have other work that they're doing at home virtually. I, yeah. Yeah, they're doing something. Maybe they're driving an Uber and pretending they're working. <laughs> I'm working and driving an Uber. I don't know. I'm doing that right now. You don't know. I'm not here. I'm not really in the studio. I'm not driving an Uber, doing a radio show at the same time, and somebody's taxes. Now, by the way, uh, speaking of taxes and speaking of business, uh, we have an attorney general here in New York, uh, Tish, uh, Tish James, yeah. who has eyes only for Donald Trump, Donald Trump's family, Donald Trump businesses. Uh, there's all kinds of crime, craziness going on throughout New York State. She's multitasking. No, she's not. She is. There are other people that work at the Attorney Trust General's me, office. Besides a, it is their sole yeah. obsession. Uh, yeah. We have Alvin Bragg. He is a DA in Manhattan. The whole world yeah. knows about him now because he doesn't want to prosecute yeah. criminals. His whole obsession is to prosecute Donald Trump because he has business yeah. interests in Manhattan. You think maybe they should do their job? I think think Donald Trump is is more of a problem. No, I think Donald Donald Trump's insurrection or potential treason to this country, I think, is a pretty big problem. No, 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 but they're essentially going after. I think undoing our constitution that has existed for two hundred forty plus years is a pretty big problem. Essentially, saying about the former president is when he was citizen Trump, he inflated his worth. He inflated. He lied on his taxes. Oh my God! Make him pay. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Hey Max, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Yeah, Chris, I I, got to say, you're a horrible person. (laughs) You are the the worst I've ever heard. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you know me? Yeah, no, no, no. I I mean, so how do you know I'm a horrible person? You don't like my opinion, right? Let's Max. Let's start the year off to the good, good uh, on a good foot. I've decided, and I'm not going to hate anybody anymore. It's too much of a burden for me to carry, and I don't want to carry it anymore. You might not like my opinion. But that has nothing to do with what kind of person I am. Just like I don't like your opinion, you could be great. You could have a dog that you walk and, you know, kids you take care of and other things that make you a good person. But your opinion just sucks. Okay, let me ask you a question, Chris. You threw me off topic. But, but the, the two million people that you want to give green cards to, when, when the million of them are females, when they start having five babies each, who's going to have They're not going to have five babies each. Look, I know you're watching Tucker who's obsessed with the green M&M for some reason. I don't know what his deal is. He wants to have sex with a chocolate 
character or something like that. <laughs> the pot pie prince, of course, you did is make, attracted you to candy. You did make a point. If we go into the meatpacking plants throughout the Midwest, I've seen them there in Iowa, Nebraska, they don't have enough labor. They don't have enough labor. Uh, you go into uh, production uh, locations throughout America. Uh, Americans, they don't want those jobs. No. We don't have enough labor. We don't have enough labor in this country. We have a whole workforce sitting outside our border, and we have not allowed enough people in legally over the last right, two well, years. How would your work visa work? Because remember, in New York City now, they passed the law city council that if you have a work visa, yeah, I'm not letting them vote. you can vote <laughs> in local elections. <laughs> That's a dumb law, and I'm not going to be doing that. All right, but I you think know, citizenship should mean something. I know many more <laughs> cities are beginning yeah, to contemplate that. a dumb that. thing to do, okay? I mean, you know, you want to let them vote on the library right. board or something. How long, uh, they, how long do they get to stay? Do they have to go back once they complete their job? I mean, wh- I what, think what they, would your visa I, I, consist of? Look, I think there should be a, a finite time. For the work visa, that could be renewable if the conditions okay. exist. Right. right. Right now, we have a condition in this country where we have, we basically have full employment in this country. Yet we have a worker shortage in this country, and we have a high tech shortage. So we have for a high instance, te- the yeah. white collar workers we used to bring in with the visas They're not from coming. India. They're right? not coming because they weren't coming during the years of the Trump because right. they thought they were going to be discriminated against. Yeah. Now you know we don't have the processes in place to let them come here. We got to fix that. We've got to allow those well, high tech workers. If they in. break the visa rules and regulations, can we arrest them? Can we incarcerate them? Set an example to the others that you better play Ooh, you by think the that's rules. That's worse what they did than what Trump did with his taxes. Oh, here we go. We got to figure it out, right? One eight hundred eight. You're obsessed with I'm Trump. I'm obsessed with the man who tried to take down my country that I love. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Chris on Curtis Lewa. We'll be right back. It's the left versus the right debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 1-800-8489-222. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. All right, so Chris Hahn, you uh, sort of cut your teeth in the legal profession I as did. an attorney. And I know you're not uh, wearing your jogging or running shoes. I am you? wearing my jogging shoes, just not the ones I actually run in anymore. These are three three running shoes ago. Right, but you're not uh, running away from service processes, you know, people wanting to serve you with paper like I've had my entire life. No, I am not running away. Let me tell you one, Chris. I'm doing a show with one of my many different radio partners who served me on air. He served you on air? Served me on air. Was he representing one of your wives? Uh, No, (laughs) uh, actually, uh, some guys who claimed that they were defending the peeps who wanted to sue me for slander and libel. But anyway, that's a a story for a different day. Look, I promise you I will never serve you on air. (sighs) Your your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Runners... Joggers, they're obsessed, obsessed with their footwear. The state of Oregon exists because of people like you. Yeah, Brooks, baby. That's where I get mine from, in Oregon. So explain this phenomenon. Uh, how do you determine what is the right sneaker shoe? What, what do you call these things? I wear running – you call them running shoes, right, or sneakers, right? I wear Brooks adre- Adrenalines, and every year they come out with a new model. I almost always buy it. Buy it. Um, I buy about five pairs a year. I trade them out every 300 miles. Actually, every 275 miles I trade them out, and then I keep them around to run on rainy days, and I have a whole thing. I All do. right, now, now you will run in inclement weather. I will run in inclement re- weather unless it's icy on the road. Then I'll go on a treadmill. Okay, icy. and then uh, what about uh, p.m., a.m., when it's dark, when it's light out? I actually like to run around lunchtime. That's when I generally run. I'm not a morning person, but... I have heard that it's good to mix it up, mm. to just trick your body. 
Uh, but I always just feel better like around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Now, I have spoken to so many runners, so many joggers. By the way, runners hate joggers. I mean, I see them out there. They're like, get out of the road, you road. They're all joggers and runners. Runners, are, it's the same thing. I know, but it seems to be a real class division. It's a class struggle out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You're a, not a runner. I'm a runner. You're a jogger. I, get out of my way. I am a runner. I've run every day for three-plus years. All right. Nonstop. Well, you got to... Um, You'll have to. We'll have to save this for another. Yeah, day. yeah. We're running out of time. Why so many hip replacements, knee replacements? Are you all? Because they're masochist? not doing it right. You got to change your shoes. Are you it's, all masochists? Honestly, it's, the biggest thing you got to do is you got to have fresh, fresh shoes. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. The power of information. The freedom to talk about it with New York Attitude Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Unfest. 1-800-848-9222. What do you say we take some calls before we go on to our next topic? Let's do it, Chris. What do you go? Why don't we get an Augie? You're on with Curtis and Chris. How you doing, Augie? Hey, is it against FCC rules for you guys to uh, take calls? You sound like two internet yentes over there. Yeah, you know, we're, yent- about- we're yenting it up, you know. We, we, we're, we, we try to... We try to Curate the show. We're, we're capons. Take... We're capons here. Castrated roosters, Augie. <laughs> what's on your mind, my man? Okay, what's on my mind? First of all, the Chinese communists are a bunch of serial killers. Their business partners are American corporations. Folks, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? All right. And what about the. This guy's going to come up with some weird thing. Uh, you know, he had a topic that we wanted to talk about. We're trying to curate the show. If you talk to my call screener and you have a fake thing, you are screwing up my show. So stop it. We're trying to curate. Let's go to John. John, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. It's all good. Um, two things. One, uh, Trump should be tried, you know, for investigated for everything he did wrong and tried. And that's from a retired senior master sergeant. I didn't defend this country to have some clown like Trump destroy our republic. Amen to that. So now what do you want him charged with, John? Because certainly uh, everybody uh, and their mother has gone after him who has any kind of uh, access to the legal, civil, criminal system. Anything, if he was any part of that, that attempted coup, he should be tried for it. If he's, if he's evaded taxes in the state of New York, he should be tried for it. If I evade my taxes, I get tried for it. Right. If you evade your taxes, you get tried for it. He's just an American like the rest of us. And All right, I but, but uh, John, John, you say in New York, right, New York State is in a crime crisis. The top law enforcement official is the state attorney general. She talks nothing about the crime in the streets that affects everybody, white collar, blue collar, poor, impoverished, indigent people. Her only obsession is to prosecute anybody named Trump and any of the businesses. That's not true. It is. There's a whole criminal division. But there's a whole criminal division. What are they doing? They're out doing their job every single day. They don't have press conferences every day, Curtis. I know you have a limited attention span. This is my sweet spot, right? Look, look, look. This is my sweet spot. I know that you're hanging out with your Gumbada Cheech, Rudy Giuliani, and he's filling your brain with all this nonsense here. But don't worry. He's going to go to jail. We have a mayor in New York, Eric Adams who's leading Democratic mayors across urban America, who earlier today got on television, national TV, and blamed the crime crisis on the federal government. He, 
their inability to stop illegal handguns from coming into urban centers of America. He blamed the crime crisis, the gun crisis particularly, not on the federal government, but on the federal law, which allows these guns to go freely between states. So New York can have all of the gun laws they want. But you could just go over Chris. to Indiana, you could go to North Carolina, you go down to Florida, get any weapon you want, Chris, drive up the thruway. And this here. city, along with other major cities, in the midst of a crime crisis, defunded their police departments. What the hell does that well, have look, to first do with of all, trafficking they, first of all, illegal They didn't handguns. defund their police department. There are, there's more money being spent on policing in New York than yeah, at any other point. Yeah, it's Right, right. There's a lot of money being spent on policing in New York. First of all, second of all, look, uh, I, I, along with other people in reality— do not like the slogan "defund the police." Thought it was the dumbest thing. And defund prisons. Uh, the dumbest thing ever said. Okay, you could have gotten people on your side with reforming the police department, including you, Curtis Lee. I would imagine because you've seen it firsthand. Uh, but saying defund it, you lose half the people. And quite frankly, that slogan is why there's only 50 Democrats in the Senate right now. If you ask me, more than the guy in North Carolina not being able to keep it in his pants, more than anything else, that slogan kept Democrats from taking more seats in the Senate. Okay, so we agree on that. Now let's look at the reality of Chicago, St. Louis, San Francisco, L.A. By the way, recall efforts in San Francisco against their DA, Garçon in Los Angeles, who just seems to be incapable of arresting and prosecuting any criminals whatsoever. Well, remember, the DA doesn't arrest anybody. No, no, well, they're detectives. They're detectives. And this guy, remember, this guy, Garçon, was the chief of staff in the LAPD. I remember meeting him when Bill Bratton, who's considered like the guru of uh, police uh, commissioners, when he was the police commissioner in L.A. This guy turns him loose now. He did it in San Francisco when he was the DA. He came, he won, he became the L.A. County uh, uh, DA. And now there are recall efforts against both of them. You see Fox in Chicago. She's turning them loose. St. Louis, Philadelphia. It's gotten so bad in Philadelphia. They're now calling in the U.S. Attorney's Office to prosecute most You do realize that even as high as the crime rate is here in New York right now, it is still lower than it was on Rudy Giuliani's best day as mayor. You felt safer with Rudy. Nobody, no, nobody no, I didn't safe. feel the safer. The mayor now in New York, Eric Adams, says, I feel unsafe going yeah, into the there, subway. There's definitely some issues going on here because there's no people on the street, well, right? Well, that's me, part of it. Let me explain but, to you about guns. There are already. But, but no, wait, wait, wait. But statistically speaking, agree with me here. Oh, yeah. The uh, crime is lower today than when Jorgen Baracic, Rudy Giuliani. How did that work when Eric Adams said that the other week? It's, uh, you're presuming there's crime in the subway. If you look at the stats, it's down. How long did it take him to change his tune on that? 48 it, hours. It is, it is. Oh, I'm afraid to go on the subway myself. Look. We're in a crime look, crisis. The problem we have right now is that everyone's mood is bad. Nobody sees anything as good right now. Well, let me it, explain it's, just it's, one it's fact. It's crime. It's the, it's the virus. It is everything. All right, but We're on the long track. That I, nobody's you know, I, dealing with in New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, St. Louis, yep. Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. There are already hundreds of thousands of illegal handguns, mostly in the hands of legal law-abiding Where people do they get them? who can't get a permit. Where do they get them? Well, they've gotten them. Uh, guns have been stolen. They're not buying them in California. Or at least from a retailer in California. Guns, They're being bought somewhere and brought to California. Guns They're being been, brought like, somewhere brought to New guns York. Guns have been stolen. Remember, a lot yeah. of home invasions, and then they get sold in the street. Your friend will have a gun. Say, I don't want the gun in my house. Anymore. He'll give you the gun. Yeah. Could have been a gun used in a crime a long time ago. 
There are all they don't self destruct. It's like a plastic bag you bury in a landfill. The gun you gotta throw it in a river. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Under, you gotta go to a bridge and throw it in the we'll river. Take the prints off. Gone. First. Take the prints off. You gotta file it down. Right. Throw and it in now, river. now you have the ghost guns, yeah. which are not traceable. I know. You have in New York City alone two million illegal handguns that are already well, well, here. Curtis, I get it. What do we do about it? Right. I want the solution. Okay. Let I me, want. I want to find a way to stop this. I personally believe that. All guns should be treated like cars. They should be registered and insured from the minute they leave the manufacturer, period. And if we did that, we would know who had it, when they had it, well, the United, who had it last. Right, but the United States Supreme Court is going to render a decision involving New York in which this concept that you can't carry yeah. a, a legal carry. firearm right, yeah. uh, will probably be overturned. It's going to be overturned because this is a very conservative court. And like I said earlier in the show, when they gave – the Trump papers over. That was an easy thing for them to do because it's ridiculous. It was a ridiculous request. It goes against, you know, 60 years of precedent since Nixon. It, you know, so now, oh, look, we're legitimate. We, we ruled against Trump. And now we're going to give you this ridiculous gun law in New well, York. Why ridiculous? If crime is skyrocketing. Yeah. Uh, we've had five cops shot in the first three weeks of a new administration of Eric Adams. One, unfortunately, has died. One who was on life support. That's more crime than existed in any three-week period of How is concealing your weapon a deterrent to crime? Well, because people, if you really want to be deterring crime, strap it to your back. Oh, you Show mean like you Arizona. It. So you get senior citizens there with a forty-four Magnum on their side while they're going to the know, ATM you machine. Know, look like uh, the guy from Looney Tunes, you know, uh, Yosemite <laughs> Sam. Strap it on with the bullet vest around your neck. And they, yeah, okay, look, bring it on. This is what you do. You got two million illegal handguns, mostly in the possession of legal, uh, law-abiding citizens who keep it on their premises or in their business. Right. You want them to keep it indoors. The whole trick is to get people not to carry their weapons outdoors. Right, right. That's why the cops have to preemptively use stop and frisk from time to time, which they're no longer doing. Uh, in the I'm city not a big fan of stop and frisk. And they're not doing it in unless Washington, they can figure DC. out a way to do they're it. They're not doing it in Chicago. They're not doing it in L.A. They're not doing it in San Francisco. They're not doing it in St. Louis. And notice those are the cities with skyrocketing gun crime and and gang crime. All right, let's talk to John over here. He wants to. He has a question, John. Hey, uh, guys. Question for you. In regards to the guys who have the guns are criminals. The ones that are bringing them over, are those illegal gun owners that, like, you know, grandma gave the gun, that the automatics hit this guy, go up to his mother? I don't think so. You know what? The gun runners are getting let go by assistant DAs or whatever these DAs are. Oh, 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 I, I, I beg to differ. That's the people he wants to – I mean, like, he has made it very clear in his memo that he wants to prosecute these gun runners. That's one of the things he said well, we want to go after. Let's look how it works. So <laughs> let's say if you're in New York State. Right. Or it could be any other state. You have a straw purchaser in a state where yep. you can easily buy guns. All you got to do is show a driver's yep. license. So from here, you go to Steubenville, Ohio, or Morgantown, West Virginia – you buy a trunk full of guns. You're going to be a sole yeah. person. You How drive into you New York. There's no stop and frisk at the tolls and the tunnels or the bridges. And then you just start selling them as you would, let's say, like CDs out of the back of your car when you were aspiring uh, I'm sure artist. that if we drove around the city right now for about 45 minutes, we'd find somebody 
selling guns. Oh, I can take car. it to locations. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, Chris. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea, man. Remember, I'm, I, I, I'm getting I in my car. I'm going home. I'm watching the Bills I don't game. carry a gun. Okay. I've been <laughs> shot five times. By the way, there's a big special coming up on ABC National TV. You don't want to miss it. The 27th. Uh, set your, uh, your uh, taping device. <laughs> Two-hour special. The Gambino crime family, and guess who was one of the people who's you in that? Right, because yeah. they were trying to kill me. Can I just fast forward to yes, when you're right. in? I don't want to have to watch the Gambinos come again. Come on, uh, I mean, come on. I mean, you know. Hey, you get to watch Sammy the Bull. John Is Gattie there Jr. video of you getting shot? Because that would be interesting. I'd no. like to see that. No, there's video of everything else. By the way, speaking of video, you know my last major video that went viral was me getting hit by a cab three yeah. days before the mayoral election yeah. that I lost to Eric Adams. Did you see that reporter who was doing a stand-up ah, TV station? I did. She gets clobbered it dro- by a It drove car. me crazy because, you know, my daughter's a reporter, a young reporter, and she sometimes is a multimedia journalist, they call, and they go out by themselves with a the camera, and I, it, it scares the hell but out of me. She got that. up, and she continued to report. She got smashed by that car. She might be one of your long-lost no, kids, she was, Curtis. She was tougher than me. She is uh, old enough, young enough to be either your daughter or your wife. <laughs> I don't know which one. But she's young enough for uh, you're both. Right. She, she qualified. You're right. My for wife Nancy both. is about that age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still haven't figured out how old she is. She's I, a hipster millennial. I, I don't know how old she is, but she's definitely very much younger than you. Yeah, no, it used and to me, be. By remember, way. it and used to be me. that our mutual pal Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, remember, would tether himself to a telephone pole when a hurricane would come through. Yeah, yeah. That's the way you made your bones as a reporter. Now it's standing up, doing stand up, and getting hit by an SUV, and then getting turned into a speed bump and continuing your unbelievable. Report. She's uh, you know she got hit, literally got hit by the car. I mean, got smashed. up and kept on working. God. Man, they need a union in More that. of a man than I am, right? <laughs> she, top, I, I at least I, I looked you, at the asphalt when I got hit and said, oh, my God, am I going to be able to get up? And then slowly got up and kept up. running. It's almost as good as when you got hit by that city bike. That was, that was a video. That I was, oh, yeah, that was in the summer of 2020, like, fighting the looters and shooters. I, I, I think about that video. Tampa. I tell people about that video all the time. Oh, you go to YouTube. You I can go, watch it I over go, and over I again. The guy... Somebody threw a city bike at him. <laughs> he just kept on clocked me in the head. It hit you. I saw it. I kept throwing <laughs> blows. Uh, it was incredible. That's- and, like, and by the way, and you were like defending a footlocker. Who freaking cares? Let him take the sneakers, man. Well, that's it. You're typical. <laughs> First, they came for the property. Then they came for the product. Then they come for the people. Oh, Chris. come on. Come on. It's happened. Yeah, yeah, Ever yeah. since the so summer of 2020. So when they come for the people, we can stand in front of them Ever since and, and the summer of them. Floyd and BLM and Antifa. Look at what's happened. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy. one 800 How about Joe? Joe, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Yes, hello. Um, I just want to correct something that you said a couple minutes ago, that you can go to another state, buy a handgun, and just get in your car and drive to New York. Yeah. Um. That's absolutely incorrect and a lie. That's per- 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 no, it is a hundred percent correct. You can go to another state, buy a gun, and bring it here. Cannot do that. That is a lie. Okay, it's I'm not going to fight with you. It is not a lie. It is exactly how guns go across state lines. It's exactly the problem in this country. We don't have a uniform, set, you know, well, gun Chris, policy. To his argument, the straw purchaser in that state usually has a driver's license from that state. Right. 
That's why they can generally sail through because they're still going through a background check. You could go to another the Brady state, background check. It's 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 a it's a a nonsense kind of thing the way things work in this country. Well, you know what? This is what I want you to do. I go want ahead. you to go south of the Mason Dixon line. I, often I want you do. to go to Florida and Georgia, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. I want you to fill up the trunk of your car after showing, like in Florida, a New York license, and then just filling up the trunk of your car. I'm not buying guns, man. It's not my thing. You ever go what to am a I going to do with show? Them? You ever go to a gun I show? I have been to a gun show. All right, so you see it's sort of I, like, By the way, and I've shot, and I, I've, I've been around guns. Flea I've, markets? You've gone to flea markets? Yeah, yeah. look, look I, I am not opposed to gun ownership or gun sport. I enjoy gun sport, okay? But I just think that there needs to be a uniform way of checking people's backgrounds. And maybe we well, got to figure out. Well, you know what you're going to have to do, because I don't like guns. Uh, but you can go uh, with my wife to visit her mother in Pennsylvania, uh, where there are more deer and bear yeah. than people, and watch her shoot off her AK-47 sets. <laughs> she can't keep them in New York. No. She keeps them in Pennsylvania. No, they don't let them have them in, in Bohemia. No, no, <laughs> you wouldn't be the toast of Bohemia with your AK, <laughs> no. AK-47. I, it's a, it's a Annie pretty... Oakley. I call my wife Annie Oakley with an AK-47. <laughs> she goes, no, 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 you should promote guns. I said, no, I've been shot by guns. I don't like guns. I don't like guns either. And, you know, I, I think our country's obsession with guns, you know, it's it's sick. The phallic symbol for the crooks yeah. and for the law abiding. And, you know, the, the bigger the gun the guy's holding, the smaller the you-know-what. Really? Yeah, that's what I've been told. one 800 Chris Hahn, Curtis Lewa. It's the left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 WABC. Paid not attorney spokesperson. RDP Law Group with principal office in Washington, D.C. is responsible for the content of this ad. If you or a loved one is using or used a sleep device, listen closely. Philips brand CPAP, BiPAP, and APAP breathing sleep devices may cause respiratory failure, kidney, lung, liver injuries, blood, lymph node, or thyroid cancer. That's right. These machines have been recalled due to the toxic foam in these devices breaking down into black particles and gas that can be inhaled or swallowed by a CPAP user. Call 800-660-2734 now, as you may be entitled to significant financial compensation. Call our special toll-free number now to see if you qualify. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with lung, kidney, or liver cancer, call 800-660-2734 now. The call is free and phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-660-2734. If you or a loved one used a Philips CPAP device, you may be entitled to significant financial compensation. Call 800-660-2734. 800-660-2734. 800-660-2734. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Nearly 100 years of broadcasting excellence. WJZ New York. On May 1st, 1953, WJZ became WABC. Celebrating 100 years. WABC Talk Radio. WABC AM. Emerged as the station with the most improved ratings in New York. Join us as we celebrate 100 years. Listen to your favorite shows live and on demand. Enable the 77 WABC Alexa skill today. Tell Alexa. Play 77 WABC. 
They're running a strange program, y'all. It's a long way till dawn without Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. UFOs, extraterrestrials, intriguing conversation, guests, and callers. Now we move from the political landscape to space and beyond. Who needs sleep when you've got Frank Morano and the other side of midnight? Exploring the unexplained. Live and local all night long on North America's most powerful radio station, 77 WABC. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. 77 WABC Radio News, New York's news leader, Deborah Valentine. Every major crime category in New York City. Bob Brown. As long lines continue in most testing facilities. Jacqueline Carl. Searching cases of COVID-19. Frank Diaz. Children have not been the driving force behind COVID surges. Lydia Serrani. Regarding the nursing home crisis. And the news never stops. I'm Deborah Valentine. I'm Bob Brown. I'm Jacqueline Carl. I'm Frank Diaz. I'm Lydia Serrani. At WABCRadio.com. Stay connected 24-7. Join the conversation. Like 77 WABC on Facebook. Property. And unfortunately, the trees have been, there's been an insurrection in the trees. There has definitely been an insurrection in the trees. Asian beetles, termites, woody woodpecker. So all of a sudden, the tree is fragile to begin with. And then all of a sudden, a strong gust of wind or inclement weather, down it goes. There goes the electrical wires, your Wi-Fi for a month of Sundays. And worse, it crashes into your roof, your patio, your your play class windows, and then all of a sudden your garage. And wow, now you got double trouble. That's why I'm referring you all to Everett's Tree Service. Get a pad and a pen because throughout New York, the Hudson Valley, Long Island, and Connecticut, in both business and residential properties, the owner, Frank Geralds, will come out with his team and give you a free consultation to show how they can safely remove these trees before all of a sudden they come crashing down and cause you mishigash. Meantime, some of the guys listening right now, no, I'll get my lumberjack shirt yeah, off, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't even fit me anymore. And they'll, they'll just- Destroy their neighbor's house. Right, call, walk up a ladder, right? Which generally people fall yeah, off yeah, of yeah. and end up in the ER. Don't do. Don't let your husband save it for the pros. Save it for a free consultation from Everett's Tree Service. Give uh, Frank a call at nine one four four one four nine three hundred. That's nine one four four one four nine three hundred. Speak to Frank directly and set up your free consultation. That's nine one four four one four nine three hundred, or just go online to EverettsTree dot com. It's spelled differently than it sounds. It's e v a r t s tree dot com. That's e v a r t s tree dot com. And tell him Curtis Sleewood sent you. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. Christopher. All right, we're back. What do you say we bang out some of these calls? People have been waiting all day. Rick, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Rick. Hello, Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Yes, Rick. Here's the bottom line. This is what's happening when the liberal Democrat, local, state, and federal, political, the prostitute, the putana. I didn't hear your sidekick, Han. I didn't hear him express any... Any sympathy for an 11 year, 11 month old girl who, God, hopefully she'll survive. Uh, of course, of course, there. I'm expressing and sympathy for the 11 month old girl who was 
hurt in a horrible, horrible, horrible situation. Of course, what am I, horrible? Like, who do these people think I am? You know you're in a crime crisis like we are in New York, like other major cities are. When Remember the uh, girl, the 19-year-old cashier, was executed at Burger King in Harlem. That went viral all over the place. She was buried yesterday in Puerto Rico. Notice, no coverage. Because there were so many other people yes. being shot and killed in New York City. Horrible. Uh one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Ryan, you're in from Manchester. What are you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Listen, I've been on hold. Go Buchanan. Oh my goodness, these people. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Kevin in Boston. Kevin. Yeah, shout out to uh, your call screen to Melissa. Uh, kudos and kudos to the ultra marathon man that just doesn't need a set of runners for support. He needs them to be stitched in either Kevlar or uh, most definitely some Teflon wow. to put up with you, Chris. <laughs> Chris, God love you. Are you a counselor? Are you a member of the bar? I am a I member have? of the bar, yes. Well, it's yeah, unique, uh, Kevin. You need to know he's not only a member of the bar, but he was a bartender <laughs> at a gin mill. I was a bartender and a member of the bar, and now I don't even go to bars. <laughs> and he's calling from the site of Cheers, Boston. Yeah, Boston. How you doing? How are things in car and how have dad? Hey, hey, you like uh, apples? I'm going to hang up on you. How about them apples? one 800 By the way, you did promise at the start of the show you're going to write a book about your travels and the time that you were uh, working in a gin mill as a bartender on Central Avenue in Albany, which is like being in was, hillbilly land. It was horrible. It was, it, was, uh, it was fun and horrible. I, I, I can't believe I did it, right? 21 years old at the time. I can't, I can't believe But you, you experienced real peeps. Then you went on to become a lawyer, and you were in this rarefied atmosphere where you, you lost your, your, yeah, your contact. Yeah, St. John's, you know, Queens, New York is a very rarefied place, I'm sure. <laughs> what is it? St. John's? Jamaica, Queens. That's where Mario Cuomo That's went. That's why I went there, my friend. you kidding. One of the reasons I went there. That's Absolutely. why you went to law school at St. John's University. I, I, I had worked on Mario Cuomo's unsuccessful 1994. 